Hi, I'm Annie Miller. I'm a certified personal trainer and transformational macro coach. This is a podcast for those who are interested in improving their health and fitness. And what I've learned along the way is that sometimes that means you'll have to rethink what you thought you knew. This is the Rethinking Fitness with Annie podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. So something that I have learned because of macro counting and becoming a coach is how important it is for us to spend time in different phases of nutrition. Most women have been on some sort of diet, sometimes most or all of their adult lives, which I can definitely relate to. Until I found macro counting and learned about the phases of nutrition, I had only really ever intentionally dieted. I'd spent time not dieting, but I'd always kind of looked at it as like a on or off. You're either on the diet or you're off the diet. And when you're off, it's just kind of a free-for-all. If you can relate to that, hopefully this thought of these phases of nutrition is something that you'll kind of be open to and think about how you can spend time in these different phases. So I have mentioned the phases of nutrition before. I will link up the original podcast episode where I talked about this, but I do want to go a little bit deeper into the different phases and give you some helpful tips for each of the phases. So this is going to be a three-part series over the next three weeks. I'm going to take a little bit of time to talk in a little bit more depth about these phases of nutrition. So today I'm gonna start with the cut phase. So the cut phase or a diet or a weight loss phase, they're really all the same thing. It's just different names. I don't love the word diet, unless I'm talking about like my diet as in my daily diet, what I eat in a day. There's lots of negativity associated with diets. And I think that kind of goes back to that all or nothing, that either on plan or off plan, black or white thinking. When we think about it in a phase, I really, think it helps to bring this change, a realization that it's a phase, it's a cycle, it's not forever. And as humans, there are so many examples of cycles and phases in our lives. We have phases of the moon, we have seasons or phases, you know, that the earth cycles through these different phases. And so even just those two examples that are pretty big and pretty like noticeable throughout our lives throughout the month, kind of thinking about your nutrition in that same way, that there's times for you to cycle in and out of different stages, kind of depending on your life. So some tips for your cut phase. Tip number one is set a start and end date. Really plan out your cut. Instead of going on a trip and panicking because you gained weight and then you restrict like reactively, make it an intentional choice. Ideally, you're looking for a time on your calendar that's not gonna be super stressful. If you're in a phase of life right now where there's just kind of a lot going on and it seems super stressful, work on reducing stress and come back to that weight loss a little bit later. Realize that now is not the phase for you to work on a weight loss goal. It's gonna be pretty hard to lose weight if you're super stressed about other things. I'm not saying it's impossible, I'm just gonna say address the stress first, but look at a calendar, choose your start date, and choose an end date. And it can be a little flexible, of course. It's not like because you wrote it down, that's exactly when you have to execute this cut phase. But what it does is it helps you put your cut, puts that phase in your mind. You see the start and you see the end. And I think that that can really help it be easier for you to adhere to it because mentally you know this is not forever. This is a temporary thing. I kind of think of it like doing burpees. And so this is probably kind of a crappy analogy, but I'm going to roll with it anyway. So if you're going to do a burpee, you want to know exactly how many burpees do I have to do or exactly how long am I doing burpees? Is this a timed thing? Is this a reps thing, right? 
And so how I approach doing those burpees is really going to depend on, am I shooting for reps or am I shooting for like time? How you approach your cut is kind of the same thing. If you plan your cut, let's say, let's say you have 20 or more pounds to lose. So you think, okay, I'm gonna give this some time. Um, I'm gonna give it 20 weeks. I could maybe get there. You could maybe reach that goal of 20 pounds in 20 weeks. And that might be exactly how your cut shakes out for you. But if you're kind of planning on that one pound a week, really half a pound to two pounds is kind of the normal or average range, healthy, sustainable weight losses in that range. It might be a little bit more, it might be a little bit less for you. It is going to depend on how adherent you are to your cut and just kind of your body's starting point right now. If you have more weight to lose, you're probably going to be on the higher side of that range than if you're closer to your goal weight. But the approach of a 20 week cut is kind of like that slow and steady wins the race kind of mentality. 20 weeks is definitely on the longer side. And yes, you can go longer for 20 weeks, but most of the time as we stretch our cut out, our adherence to the cut starts to slip. Um, you start to feel more diet fatigue and your body is going to slowly start adapting to those lower calories, which would mean you would want to drop calories lower again. And so you wanna save some steam throughout your cut knowing that you're gonna have to reverse and go into maintenance. So you don't wanna stretch it on for too long. But anyway, if you're planning on a cut for 20 weeks, that's kinda of like thinking of like timed burpees. Okay, I have one minute. I'm gonna see how many burpees I can do in one minute but I'm gonna do that differently than if I'm thinking like six burpees. I'm just gonna bust them out, right? Thinking of your cut kind of along those same lines. If you're thinking of a shorter time period, maybe a four week cut or a six week or eight week cut, you can go a little steeper in your deficit numbers and you can kind of have this like, okay, this is gonna be hard. Like those, you know, six or 10 burpees, I'm just gonna like push and I'm gonna get it done. Um, mentally, that's a different game than that long game. Okay, I've got one minute. I'm just gonna see what I can do in this one minute of burpees, right? I'm gonna give this 20 weeks, we're gonna see what I can do. Mentally, it's a different game. So even if you have more weight to lose, planning on shorter cut phases can be really helpful. You just have to know that you're gonna be cycling into a reverse and maintenance, and your goal is no longer weight loss. When you cycle into a reverse and maintenance, you can't plan on losing weight anymore because that's not the goal. And I'm gonna talk about that more in the other episodes, but just kind of keeping that in mind, a shorter cut means you can go a little steeper in your deficit, especially if you're doing a steeper deficit, follow through on your end date, give your body and your mind a break from that lower calorie time period. So tip number one, plan it out, put it on a calendar, put on a start and an end date on your calendar and so that you can kind of plan out the length and the intensity of your cut. The length will probably kind of help you determine what kind of intensity you need for a successful cut. So that's tip number one. The second tip is try to eat as normal as possible. Cut phases don't have to, and I am gonna argue they shouldn't, look vastly different than normal life. It should be mostly things that you're eating, you're just eating smaller portions. Or maybe there are things that you cut out temporarily or swap out. You know, maybe you're someone who likes to have orange juice every morning for breakfast. But in a cut phase, that's gonna take a decent amount of your calories. So maybe you decide to swap out your orange juice. You're not gonna drink orange juice. Or maybe you switch your 2% milk to 1% milk or to almond milk or something like that. Maybe you're swapping out peanut butter for PB2 or something like that. You're looking for swaps but it really should be similar to what you were eating before, just smaller amounts. Tip number three, include foods that you love. One of the things that drew me to macro counting 
is that Amber, who I got my macro certification from, she talks about how she went on this quest to get a six pack while still eating ice cream every single night. And so she made sure she fit ice cream into her macros and that worked really, really well for her. She was able to get a six pack while still eating ice cream every night. I like ice cream, but I would not say that ice cream is something that has to be included in my plan for it to be enjoyable, but I do want something. So there has to be room in your plan. For me, I'm like, there's gotta be room in my plan for some marshmallow popcorn on the weekend or maybe some M&Ms or a Lindor chocolate truffle or an occasional cinnamon roll or something like that. So when I say include foods that you love, I definitely mean include some of those treats. But I also mean if you like potatoes or corn or fruit or rice or whatever it is, include it. Eat foods that you love. Don't eat something. Don't eat egg whites or cottage cheese or Greek yogurt which are all things that I like, but I know that not everybody likes those things. Don't eat them just because it's a way for you to get higher protein. Gagging down your food is obviously not an enjoyable experience, which means you're not going to stick to it. So be willing to play around with your food. Try different sources of protein. Um, I hated tuna as a kid, and I had been pretty reluctant to try tuna again for a long time. But there are these packets of tuna that are different flavors, and they're you know, sometimes like 15 to 18 grams of protein and pretty low calorie. And those are a super great addition to your day if you're looking for an easy protein source. Just because you didn't like it as a kid doesn't mean that you don't now. Um, I also didn't think that I liked egg whites, but now I buy the containers of egg whites and I really enjoy egg white omelets. It helps me get in protein. Um, I like egg sandwiches and that swap from eggs to egg whites was something that I didn't really know I was going to like until I started trying to get more protein for breakfast. So include foods that you love, don't eat foods that you don't love. Tip number four is to use levers. So in a cut phase, there are different things you can do to increase your deficit which can help speed things up, especially if you've kind of stalled out. You can increase your steps, you can increase your cardio, or you can decrease your calories. You can kind of do one of those three things, but don't do all three things at once. Find what's gonna work well for you. Um, I did a shortcut phase in the fall of 2022, and I really didn't wanna cut my calories super low. It wasn't something I was super interested in, and so I increased my step count. And having a step goal gave me something to think about during my cut phase that was like not food oriented. And it definitely took effort on my part to get in those extra steps, but it was a good challenge for me and it worked pretty well overall. Um, also, it was a shorter time period and I think that's partly why I was able to stick to a relatively high step goal for that period of time. Sometimes it might work better for you to do the decrease in calories. Um, or maybe it is increasing cardio. Remember, you don't need to do all three. First off, then you're not really even gonna know what was it that was helping. Was it the steps? Was it the extra cardio? Was it the lower calories? Was it the combination? And then if you need to make an adjustment again, you might feel kind of stumped or feel like, oh, I gotta do all three of these things again, and it can kind of just feel overwhelming. So just maybe start with your deficit, you know, decrease your calories, give that two weeks. If nothing changes, not the scale, not your measurements, not progress photos, then you can add in extra steps or an extra hour of cardio, or maybe you decrease your calories. But the point is, you're going to do one of those three things and you're going to just make small tweaks, small adjustments, one at a time. And if you're making progress, 
there's no need to change anything unless you want to. You can just keep going. Number five is be realistic with your expectations. I mentioned this a minute ago, but half a pound to two pounds per week is average. You might be more or less than that. If you decide to try an eight week cut and you're in a pretty mild deficit, you can't expect to see huge results. You have to give your body time. You have to make adjustments as needed. Don't expect this complete full body transformation in eight weeks. I know that that's what we're sold, but it's really not that realistic or sustainable. So be realistic with your expectations. Number six, focus on things that you can control. One of the biggest mistakes my clients make during a cut phase is hyper-focus on the scale. And I totally understand it. We have been conditioned to place a lot of importance on the scale, on that number. But the thing is, you can't control the number on the scale, but you can control your thoughts and your actions. In a cut phase, or really anytime, but our thoughts are important. If you don't think you're going to be successful, I pretty much guarantee that you're not going to be. It is important for you to have positive thoughts and for you to believe in yourself and believe in your abilities, but it's also important for you to focus on the process. The process to lose weight comes down to a simple equation that I'm sure you've all heard, calories in versus calories out. That is a true thing. But the tricky thing is, sometimes you're like, I know my body burns more than 1200 calories in a day, so I should have lost weight last week. But there's just so many factors that go into that number on the scale that just because you did XYZ does not necessarily mean you're going to see the number on the scale drop, especially not like day to day, but you're going to want to watch trends over time. And more importantly, you're going to want to Focus on how you feel, focus on your energy levels, focus on other improvements that are coming. Um, focus on the process. What foods are you gonna eat? How much of each food? How many steps are you gonna take? When are you going to get them in? How many workouts in the week are you going to do? Those are all things you can control and you can be really specific in your process. So focus on those things that you can control. Number seven, know when to take a break. And this kind of goes back to number one, planning it in. But let's say you did your best to plan and you've been going along on your cut and let's say maybe you're eight weeks in and you're kind of planning on going to 12. Maybe you're 12 weeks in and you're planning on going to 20. Pay attention to diet fatigue, which can show up in lots of different ways. Um, it might be that you're just kind of starting to feel like, I really just don't care about tracking anymore. If you'd been killing it at tracking and then all of a sudden you're like, I just don't want to do it. It could be a sign that it's time for you to take a break. Maybe it's a weekend break, maybe it's a few weeks, maybe it's an intentional choice to be done with your cut face and then work on being intentional in a reverse and a maintenance instead. That can be one of the reasons why it can be helpful to do shorter cut phases because you're still gonna wanna save that time and energy for reverse and maintenance. So it can be important to not hit diet fatigue before you decide to be done, but pay attention to that. Know when it's time for you to take a break. Number eight, prioritize protein. Protein is important. Protein helps your body maintain muscle as you decrease your calories especially. You don't wanna be losing muscle tissue. You want to lose fat. That loss is a slower process than just that change in the scale than just weight loss on the scale. Rapid weight loss is muscle loss. You're losing muscle when you lose weight rapidly which is going to lower your metabolism and make it much more likely that you have rebound weight again. And when you rebound, most of the time you're putting on a significant amount of fat. You're not putting on muscle. So aim for 100 grams a day of protein minimum. 
and have as much of that protein as possible come from your foods, not supplemental sources. It's okay to use protein shakes or protein bars, but that really is meant to be a supplemental source of protein, not the main way you're getting your protein. When you eat protein from natural food sources, it's going to help you get the micronutrients your body needs as well so that you're still nourished, you're still getting nutrients that your body needs. Protein is a food that's slower digesting. It has a higher thermic effect of food, which means it takes more calories for your body to break it down and it will help keep you full longer. Protein's full of amino acids, which are the building blocks of our bodies. The amino acids build and repair muscle and bone. It makes hormones and enzymes that our body needs. It helps build new cells, your hair, your skin, your nails and protein is an energy source. I think for the most part, we've kind of moved away from thinking that building muscle means like you're just automatically gonna get jacked. Um, just kind of to play on that for just a second. I've been doing workouts specifically designed for muscle building for a little over a year now and eating a pretty good amount of protein and guess what, I am far from jacked. Yes, I'm getting stronger. I can see how my lifts have improved. I can see more muscle definition for, for sure, but muscle growth is a different game. It takes a different kind of intention than a fat loss phase and eating protein is not going to make you jacked. And no matter what phase you're in, protein is really important to help your body function optimally. So eat protein. Um, number nine, eat fiber. 20 plus grams a day of fiber. Again, it's going to help keep you full longer. It's going to make sure you're getting the carbs that your body needs to have good energy, which can help, especially in a cut phase, because as you're eating less, sometimes your energy levels do dip a little bit. Um, fiber is slow digesting. It helps to scrub out and absorb anything left over that your body doesn't need and flush it out. It helps you be more regular, which is going to help with your weight loss process. Fiber is a very important thing for you to pay attention to at any phase and especially in a cut phase. So there you go. Um, I was originally thinking this was going to be like maybe one or two tips, but I guess I had more to say. Just a quick recap on those tips. Number one, plan your cut. Plan a start and end date. Don't pile a cut onto an already crazy stressful life. Number two, eat as normally as possible. Make swaps when necessary, but really try to eat as normal as possible. Number three, include foods you love. Don't eat foods you hate. Number four, use different levers. Decrease calories, add steps or add cardio, but don't do all three of those things at once. Number five, be realistic with your expectations. Number six, focus on what you can control. Focus on the process or the steps that you need to take every day, not the scale. Number seven, know when it's time to take a break. Number eight, prioritize protein. 100 grams a day is a good starting point. You can increase from there. And number nine, 20 plus grams a day of fiber. Um, a cut phase is usually the phase we're most familiar and comfortable with. It can be really beneficial to have someone to help hold you accountable in a cut phase, someone who can help you figure out why you can't seem to stop eating chips and salsa even though you have a weight loss goal. And that's where coaching can come in really handy. So if you have a weight loss goal and you feel like you've tried on your own to lose weight but it's just not really working for you, I would love to talk to you and see if we would be a good fit for each other for coaching. I am building out my one-on-one -on -one coaching right now and I have space. So send me a DM on Instagram at Rethinking Fitness with Annie or send me an email at rethinkingfitnesswithannie at gmail.com and let's talk about your weight loss goals and struggles and see if I would be a good fit for you. If you like my podcast, I think you'll probably like the way that I coach. So let's get started together.
Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.